Welcome to Beauty by Design, the intersection of inner and outer beauty. I'm your host, Michaela McLean, a master esthetician who uses human design to empower people to love and accept themselves from the inside out. Let's get you high on you. Hey everyone, welcome back and thank you for joining me. It is Mercury retrograde time. Ah, If you've heard this one before, I'm going to leave a timestamp in the show notes so that you can skip to where I discuss the gates and the signs that this particular Mercury retrograde is happening in. Um, So yeah, you can skip ahead if you've heard this one before, but we're going to go through all the ins and outs of what this transit means. So Mercury retrograde is something that's really entered the awareness of the general public in the last few years and strikes fear in the hearts of some. But what is it really? Is it a time to lose your cool and totally freak out? Hmm. Listen on and find out. First and foremost, the whole thing is an optical illusion and only appears to be happening from our earthbound perspective. So isn't that something interesting to consider? It's all about your perspective. What isn't? Um, you know, it's not a time to freak out, but to have awareness. Mercury retrograde happens three to four times a year for approximately three weeks at a time. So basically, it always feels like it's happening. <laughs> Venus and Mars retrograde far less frequently, and the outer planets spend huge portions of every single year retrograde. The sun and the moon never do. They do not retrograde. Um, You know, it's both the proximity to us here on Earth, coupled with the high frequency of occurrence that makes us more aware of Mercury, and the fact that people tweak out about it constantly. (laughs) So let's talk a little about a little bit about Mercury itself as a planet first. Um, in mythology, Mercury was the messenger of the gods. He rules the mind, thought, communication, even technology and travel. In human design, it's added that it's about the expansion of human consciousness. So your own Mercury placements indicate the things you've been programmed with to communicate, to think about, which is really cool because you can derive additional significance from the gate placements you have in your chart, right? Not just your Mercury sign, Um, astrology sign, but the gate, and then of course, down deeper into the line number, even think about the center that it's located in, you know, what energetic theme is it carrying? Me personally, my Mercury, I have a Mercury in Aquarius. Um, It's in gate 30, gate 30 is located in the emotional solar plexus. Like that's something that I can really dig into and, and, you know, kind of understand. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm supposed to be deep. (laughs) Like I'm supposed to like be in it, get into things, you know, and really have a passion for that. So that's fun. And then of course, and there's the unconscious side as well. So, um, gate 26, line six for my unconscious. Anyway, um, yeah, you can really, you can really just dig in and, you know, get a deeper understanding that you're like, wow, that is the stuff I think about all the time or what I communicate or what have you, you know, um, in astrology, Mercury is considered a personal planet or one of the inner planets, meaning that it's close to us and it has a major impact. Uh, Mercury is closest to the sun and is only ever able to be up to 28 degrees away from the sun. So that means Mercury can only be either in the same sign that the sun is in or one sign either side. So I just said, you know, I have Mercury in Aquarius. I am a Pisces sun. Pisces, Venus, and Mars all in, you know, we're getting in Pisces, but my Aquarius is hanging back in my Aquarius. My Mercury is hanging back in Aquarius. <laughs> so those are the like my only options would be a 
Mercury in Pisces, a Mercury in Aquarius, or one ahead Mercury in Aries. So side note on that one, your Mercury placement is a great place to look if somebody doesn't really jive with their sun sign, because think about it, right? Mercury rules the way you think and communicate, and that's a pretty big part of your personality. So anyway, back to this 28 degree thing. I like to think of Mercury and the sun like walking a dog on a retractable leash. Mercury moves really fast. It's our mind racing off ahead of us that, that we many of us have a tendency to do, you know, think too far ahead. And when it gets to the end of its leash, the sun reels it back in. So let's get into some of the commonly accepted do's and don'ts of a Mercury retrograde transit. It's often said, don't make major purchases, specifically electronics. Um, don't travel or buy plane tickets. Uh, don't sign contracts. Check on your passwords, security measures. You know, don't plan for a major launch or push or, you know, beginning a business during a Mercury retrograde period, any of that kind of stuff. But why is that? All of the stuff that Mercury rules it's, it's, this is what it's about, right? It's like all the things that it rules, it's, it's not doing its normal thing. It's not functioning at its normal, um, at its normal capacity right now. You know, it's kind of off. Um, but honestly, three weeks is a hot minute. And then when you add in the pre and post retrograde shadows, um, which those are two, oh, some extra time at the beginning of the retrograde and at the end of the retrograde, usually lasting for a couple weeks each. Um, they are, it, it's basically, it's like Mercury first hits the point where it will later retrograde back to. And then this, the, the post shadow is like where it's trying to catch up to where it all started. Sorry. Kind of going off down all sorts of tangents. Anyway, that said, people, you know, that, we're talking weeks, weeks on end, three to four times a year. People still need to be able to like live their lives. So I, I encourage you to do so, but do so with awareness. So if you have to sign a contract, read it multiple times over, have it triple checked. If it's a new laptop, check the return policy, you know, back up your electronic data. Um, if you're going somewhere, allow for extra travel time, check on those passwords, so on and so forth. Some of the things you can expect with a Mercury retrograde transit are delays, difficulty with electronics and technology, general confusion, mental fog, struggles with clear communication and thinking, and things just kind of generally going awry. So it's not considered a time to start new things, but to actually go back and tie up loose ends. Everything crossed off your to-do list, you know, like going back to that dog leash analogy, how often do you let your mind and your life sort of race off without actually completing things like putting a bow on it? So this is where we get into those re prefixes that are always associated with retrograde, the re re. I love to throw out keywords and, you know, see if something comes to mind that you can apply them to. Recalibrate, regenerate, redo, reboot, Review, revise, renew, rejuvenate, reassess, restore, refresh, revitalize, rebalance, recharge, renegotiate. I want to take a moment to say I really like to think of Mercury retrograde as a time to consider your mental health, right? Look at what's draining your mental battery. Are you hooked on a negative thought loop? These transits offer you a periodic permission slip to slow down and address everything that may be slipping through the cracks, right? Again, Mercury's trying to race off too far ahead. That's a metaphor for life. 
Um, in human design, we know every aura type has a not self cue that lets you know that you're out of alignment and, you know, kind of ask yourself right now, is this feeling coming up in you and where in your life? So I would say it's the warning light, you know, for manifestors, it's anger. Generators, it's frustration. Manifesting generators, you know, they are generators. Um, it's frustration, maybe a little side helping of anger. Uh, projectors, it's bitterness also being run down and depleted and reflectors it's disappointment but you did you also know you know there's a not self for every single one of the centers as well they all have themes so considering this is mercury let's let's think of the mind the ajna you know and it's not self it houses a lot of potential anxiety and it can not self by trying to convince others that you're certain you know feeling like you need to know things being rigid in your way of thinking or feeling like you're lost and you don't know what to think constantly thinking about things that don't matter uh you know what should i really say What I need to figure this out, weighing pros and cons, trying to bring thoughts to fruition. Human design always reminds us to stop allowing the mind to interfere and to drop into your body. Your body's wisdom is so amazing and we always are overpowering it with the mind. You know, trust your individual authority to make your decisions, never ever your mind. So strategy and authority, guys. And here's a few fun notes to add about Mercury retrograde. It's sometimes said that those are that those who are born with Mercury retrograde in their birth charts are actually in their element during these periods. So check your natal astrology chart for a little set of letters looks like RX, like a prescription. And it's going to be like the little pharmacy sign. It's going to be next to the Mercury symbol. Um, you, you guys might be on fire during these transits. And then also if you're a Gemini, or Virgo sun sign or Gemini or Virgo rising. It said that Mercury retrograde has more of an impact on you because Mercury is your ruling planet. So again, I'm a Pisces, but I'm a Virgo rising and Gemini rules my 10th house. So Mercury retrograde could, would possibly in theory mess with me a little bit more than the average person. I don't know. Um, I try not to get too hung up on that, but I, but I also want to deliver all the information. So there you have it. So that covers the basics of Mercury retrograde, but to go even deeper, we're going to look at the sign or signs it's moving through and deeper still the human design gates, the centers, you know, to me, that is where things start to get really interesting. All right, for this Mercury retrograde beginning in December 2022 and ending in January 2023, we're going to be traveling through um, four gates, right? All in Capricorn. So we're currently, as of today, in the shadow period, preparing for tomorrow. It it begins tomorrow on December 29th, um, where it stations retrograde. And then we'll backtrack and um, go direct in January on the 18th. So the whole thing's occurring in Capricorn. So we're strictly dealing with Capricorn themes here. Um, And, you know, I love a good keyword to kind of trigger something. Um, So lists that I I frequently use for Capricorn, self-respect, self-control, adulting, goals, um, being sensible, sensibility, you know, driven, 
structure, professional, being professional or professionalism, um, authority, ambition, commitment, and legacy. Legacy is one of my favorite things to talk about with Capricorn um, because it's the last of the earth signs and it's really building for a future that it probably will never see itself, you know, um, for everybody that, you know, that, that comes after them. So, and a couple of my favorite ones that I always throw out, especially when I'm with somebody who has significant Capricorn placements is like Elvis and Dolly Parton. You look at these people, you're like, whoa, like, I mean, he's been, he passed away the year my husband was born. So it's like, you know, just wild that it's like this person, just their legacy lives on. She's a living legend. Um, you know, they've built these just this very long-term structure. So, I mean, really good, really good Capricorns to look at for that. Um, and funny little fact, like I was super in love with Elvis when I was a kid. <laughs> I thought I was going to marry him. <laughs> I mean, what a goofball. Um, yeah, I was really obsessed with him. It's very strange. So anyway, let's, let's, let's move on. Um, so this one, right. We're going over these four gates beginning in gate 61 and backtracking through 54, 38 ending in 58. So right off the bat, kind of the pattern here is like, they're all pressure gates. 61 is the head or the crown. So the top, and then the other three come from the root, the very bottom. And in human design, those are known as the, they're the two pressure centers where energy enters into the body. And then it's like trying to move around the body graph to have something done about it. Um, so, right. I'm like, pressure to make sense of the mysteries is what's coming, going, going to happen in, in 61. Um, and then travel down to like, that's, yeah, just trying to make sense of, of, of the questions, the whys, you know, like just truly like, oh, it's, I don't know, it's a mystery. And then getting down into the root where the root's like, I physically want to move. I, I want to do something about this. So very, very interesting um, themes in this one, right? And, and even more specific, you know, it's like that's individual knowing up in the, up in the head or the crown where we're talking circuitry and then in the root it's like we're going to have the the drive of tribal ego circuitry like taking care of your people the pressure of individual struggle and then this almost like pressure of needing to bring joy and vitality to the world so we're going to talk about all all four of these gates briefly um yeah so we'll talk about the four gates and give you something to really marinate on because i feel like with mercury retrograde it's some it's good to have something to like kind of do or to think about versus just freaking out about it right it's like it's a planetary event you don't have control over it so use it to your advantage for personal growth transformation evolution um and also to note you know mercury is out ahead of the sun so these are all going to also be their own sun gate episodes where you're going to get the full meal deal, but this is just a little taste of, of what's coming. So you can kind of um, digest it before, before we get there. So we start in gate 61, which is known as inner truth. It's the gate of mystery. This is that the, the Cidic expression in the gene keys is inspiration. Um, I talk about this gate all the time. It is in my chart. It's one of my all-time favorite gates um you know it's like i'm a line one here so it's it's really being somebody with 
the understanding of the occult knowledge. And when I say occult, that's for some people that might sound scary. It's just like hidden. That's all it means. And it's like esoteric information. So this, this stuff, you know? So this is the one I think, you know, here's, here's serious down to earth Capricorn. And this is where it gets all mystical, you know? And I always jokingly say, it's like, it's my pipeline, pipeline to God, to the divine, to the universe. It's, it is a gate. It's an energy that wants to know the unknowable. So this is, there's the big question of why in this gate. So the low expression, caving into that kind of pressure, letting that overwhelm you, like thinking, overthinking, right? Way too much mental anxiety. Um, again, it's shadow expression in the gene keys is psychosis. Um, you know, trying to make logical sense of things that are not about logic, right? So I'm always like, it's let go, let God in this one. Um, the high expression is leaning into the mystery, letting yourself dance with it. And allowing yourself to be fascinated by the unknown, contemplate it, enjoy it, but don't try to force understanding. When the time is right, the information will just drop in and you'll just know in your bones. This is individual knowing, as I already mentioned. So this is a gate where like the gift of claircognizance lives here. And I really, really feel this again as somebody who has this personally in my chart. It's in my Gene Keys, you know, profile. Um I just, I do, I have inner knowing about stuff where I'm like, I don't know how I know. I just, it's unquestionable. It's like unshakable. So with 61, it's really important to give yourself ample quiet time to allow for that. Um, definitely a meditation gate. So during these, the, these days, while Mercury retrograde is here, or I should say Mercury is retrograde in this particular gate, um, really, really stress the meditation aspect of this so this could be anything guided meditation quiet meditation you know, like whatever floats your boat but just i really encourage it and then a mercury retrograde journal prompt or just food for thought when mercury is in this gate is how can i relax and allow the downloads to just drop in from the divine um like i said for me this the, you know the, the highest expression is that inspiration it's like woof. I like I said, I love this gate so much, so much. Um, this is where I get all my downloads. You know, I know that this is it's so special. Um, and even in the vocation, you know, you can gene keys it so much to dig into, but for me, it's my vocation placement. And I'm a line one, it's really about channeling in new stuff, and that is what I'm actively doing right now, which is amazing. So much cool stuff coming. I'm like, the tap is on up there, she's on. Um, so then on January 4th, we're moving through into or backward to gate 54, known as the Marrying Maiden. This is the gate of drive, it's the pressure to achieve, rise up, transform. This is tribal ego. Um, you know, so this one's all about ambition achievement ascending the mountain of success on the material plane so, so there could be that that thought pattern where we're visiting that oh you know god i gotta make something of myself you know or whatever um you know because the low expression with this one is like chasing chasing money workaholic um status symbol social climbing all of that you know and and sometimes forgetting that it's like it's not just about you this is tribal it's for your people and yeah, you know, like the beautiful thing is, is like it realizes when I move up, we all move up. So um, let's do that and let's get people's sort of material needs met. People in my my group, maybe that's your family, friends, what have you. Um, 
we get that met and then we can actually get past it. We can realize it's like, oh, the material plane is not all that there is, like move on to spiritual pursuits. So my question on this one is my ambition in alignment with the highest good of my people. So then on January 8th, we're backing up into gate 38, known as opposition, the gate of the fighter. And this is the pressure to find or struggle for purpose in life. So this is an energy that wants to know the value of life, what is worth fighting for and what's not. It's here to empower others through its being. And this is individual circuitry, right? But it's one of the gates of deafness. It's not designed to listen to or be influenced by others. So definitely one of those, one of those gates that you can see people like struggle for the sake of struggling it can be hard to watch <laughs> i know people with it you're like oh my god you just make life hard on yourself you know um but the high expression for this one is yeah like perseverance this is a teflon coating to life's obstacles um it's determined right so keep going keep fighting um, my journal prompt for this one is where am I struggling in life and is it worth the the fight or not? Like, ooh, examine that one. You know, there's a lot of places where we're putting our energy in, in life that it doesn't really belong and it's not serving us or, or anyone for that matter. Okay. So then on January 13th, we backtrack into the final gate, gate 58, known as joy is the gate of vitality, the pressure to correct and perfect, um, and to just, you know, like basically make things better. Now this episode has already come out. This is episode 114. If you want to get the whole, whole shebang, um, you know, but this one in, in the gene keys, it's divine, divine, dissatisfaction um because it's always wanting things to be bigger better more you know but the high expression is this is somebody who brings who brings the vibe of joy to everyone to the collective it really helps to just improve life for for all that it's around and also kind of light a fire under people that it's like time to actually take action let's not just sit around talking about it let's do the thing so the journal prompt on this one is, what are the good things in life I can focus on and amplify? So by the time we are moving direct, then on the 18th, the sun will be in gate 60 by then. And that is the pressure. Again, we've got another root gate, lots of root pressure right now. Pressure basically to push past limitations. Um, so again, really interesting. Like when, when the planet's moving direct, we're getting kind of low clear-headed about everything and then there's just going to be like oh you know that that pressure and drive kind of go time you know um which is really cool because that will be the following gate after that it's like that's kind of preparing us for the human design new year the new year is not january 1st in human design it's gate 41 and that is the gate that follows gate 60 so i love that that just kind of just all hit me right there so um yeah super rad we'll talk we're gonna talk more about human design new year uh, a little bit closer to um because i kind of love that it's like you get an extra few weeks it's like who who says that i'm ready one week after christmas to just you know new year new you please <laughs> i'm just like it takes it takes a little time let me gather up i like i love the quiet of january i'm one of those people january february march i love it 
I love the quiet, you know, just the stillness that you're going to prepare yourself. I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but for since I was a kid, yeah. Anyway, so all of this is happening in Capricorn. We want to look at this astrologically according to your birth chart. Let's see where the, this is going on. All of these journal prompts, these gates are applying to in your chart. Um, <clears throat> so remember, rising sign, right? Not your sun sign. I'm a Pisces sun, but I'm a Virgo rising. So I pay attention to the Virgo section because it's actually going to put Capricorn in the right place in my birth chart. Capricorn rules something in your chart, even if you're not a Capricorn, if you have no Capricorn placements, it still governs a slice of your life. And so that's why we pay attention to the rising sign, because the rising sign controls that. Okay, so if you're in Aries rising, this Mercury retrograde is really applying to your career. So all of those journal prompts, those questions, that uh, this drive, you know, where you're trying to boss up and be an adult, it's career. If you're a Taurus rising, this is about education, like higher learning, philosophy, really like your big picture thinking. Um, Gemini rising, your shadow work, where you like deeply transforming in your life. Cancer, it is your relationships, partnerships, your collaborations. Leo rising, this is how you spend your days day in, day out, your routines, your health, your wellness, um, what you do for, for kind of like daily work. For Virgos, then me, um, is that a Virgo rising? It's creativity, right? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to channel all that back in through my gate 61 and then the pressure to get it out in the world. This is, well, that's really applicable. Um, watch out when Mercury and Mars are both direct. About this time in January, game on. <laughs> Libra rising. This is all about home, family. And Scorpio rising. What's your mindset like? What are you thinking about? What are you, you know, ruminating on these themes? Okay, it kind of goes extra, extra for, for the Scorpio risings on this one. For Sagittarius, this is your values, your wealth. You know, this is definitely a money thing to look at here. Um, Capricorn rising. This is all about you, your self, your parents, your identity, who you really are in the world. For Aquarius rising, this is dreamscape, you know, like going away, retreating, surrender, getting all mystical. And for Pisces rising, this is about the big community, you know, your big social network, um, and being a humanitarian. Okie dokie. So I will be back soon with more. If this episode was of value to you, I would love it if you'd leave it a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts to help more people discover the information. If you want to learn more human design, stay tuned. You know, I'm creating new ways to work with me. Um, we've got the $11 masterclasses, the one hour, you know, type strategy authority, not self-signature deconditioning tips. Um, I'm going to be reopening my schedule, very limited in, uh, capacity in the new year, um, really focusing on aesthetic professionals with all the things that are coming, but even the one-on-one -on -one specifically. Um, but again, more to come, more to come soon.
after after Mercury goes direct, we're going to talk about all of it. Um, you can follow me over on Instagram at Michaela McLean. You can get my free 23-page guide to human design basics. That link will be in the show notes. And of course, until next time, have a beautiful day.
Thank you for listening to Beauty by Design. I appreciate you being here and would love to connect even deeper. The easiest way to reach me is on Instagram at Michaela McLean. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share so we can help as many people as possible feel beautiful by design.